But I'm an active person. This is true. In the last two years, I've lost 175 pounds. Uh, yeah. Thank you. If I knew how many people, though, were going to tell me I look like a completely different person, I would have committed so many crimes. And I'm holding the microphone away from my beard hair, so hopefully it doesn't hit the microphone. <laughs> hey, I'm leaving that in. We're not editing anything. Oh, no, uh, leave that in. Because the last time I did a podcast, they were like, hey, is there any way you could just hold that away from you? Because all we hear is the beard <laughs> rustling. <laughs> you you know, it's like, it's trail runners. It's like grungy, just like we'll run for days without showering, like... The last thing we care about is your beard rustling against the mic. So, yeah, I feel like a beard is a trail runner rite of passage. You know, I I mean, it, it, if if you DNF, at least if you have a beard, you know, I smile regardless. Um, <laughs> I'm considering shaving it off after this race, though. We'll see. Oh, don't do that, Dan. I haven't seen my chin since high school, and I'm kind of wondering what it looks like these days. I'm scared. I'm not doing that. Um, so, uh, you know, the listener, if you haven't heard already, you know, Dan Lamort, he's been on the podcast before. I got a lot of really great feedback, super inspiring guy. He's lost a ton of weight, New York city stand up, funny, funny guy. And I just wanted to do this new type of episode that was like, you know, 20% of our runs are supposed to be quick, kind of harder efforts. And then 80% are like the slow, long runs. I wanted to throw in podcasts for that 20% day. Like the shorter to the point, quicker stories with really fun, interesting, inspiring people. So Dan's starting us off here. I love it. Quick and hard with Dan Lamort. <laughs> if we could just free ourselves of our perceived limitations and tap into our internal fire possibilities are endless i'll tell you about it when it happened in the race but to be honest with you it happened even before the race it happened in the training a great cause oh thank you i respect that man so you keep doing what you do it man keep inspiring for all you kids out there stay safe and stay strong hey everyone it's the training for ultra podcast scott jurek here i was physically totally wrecked i i had nothing left i figured I might as well move as quickly as possible towards the finish line if I was going to be moving towards it anyways. How do you even do that? I decided if I could, you know, finish a 50-miler, I could probably run across the country. 100 miles is not that far. Welcome to episode 195. My name's Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra, and we have a great episode. New format here, so this is a quicker episode with Dan Lamort. He has been on the podcast previously. He is a New York City stand-up comedian, weight loss, just inspiration. And and I think you guys will enjoy this episode. This is before he goes after a 50 plus mile race. I think it's 52 miles. So hope you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off with the New York City comic that can just tear me to shreds <laughs> <laughs> um how have you been man last time I've... we talked you had like some niggles but you were signing up for this big race and i got to hear the details before you jump in this weekend 
I'm great. I'm. Uh, it was a really great training block, considering I was coming off uh, torn ligament in the ankle. I had the, the ATFL completely torn from falling on a trail, and uh, it it the training block was considering this is my second ultra. The first one I, I went in. It was a forty miler. I had run, but I, I I wasn't proper with the training. You know, where like this one. I learned how to peak, you know, peaked at 60 mile weeks. I took the taper serious to 40 to 30 to 15 this week. So like this has all been as by the book as I possibly could. I mean, there were some kinks along the way, you know, because as a comic, you're on the road. Sometimes it's hard to get a run in here and there. But like this was the most consistent I ever was with training, consistent with stretching, consistent with, you know, even on days I wasn't hurting, just icing the body completely. And I'm just really pumped. I mean, I think I'm doing the taper right because I went out for my last year short five today. I'm going to take off tomorrow. I talked and, uh, you. I, I talked you down. I talked you down. You did. Yeah, you did. Like, so, uh, you did talk me down because I was. I, I reached out to you. I was like, "What do you think I should do?" Some people are like, "Go for it. Go 20, 25." I was like, "Yeah, well, I like the ten to fifteen idea." Yeah. No, I I feel like such a wasted opportunity showing up to the start line and like within the first mile or two, your legs are kind of burning. Like, you know, that, that just that little burn, like, you know, you did a, a longer run day or two prior. I, I say like, let it burn at mile 30, not, not two or three in. So. Absolutely. I'm honestly really pumped because, uh, my training, like I wasn't able to do many long runs because of like the injury. I didn't really want to push it too hard. So like, a lot of the weeks were just six or seven runs a week, 10 miles a run. So I was getting in the mileage, but like the longest I'd ever gone was 20. So this race tomorrow is 55. So it'll be interesting to see how the, it's 15 miles longer than my first race, but relatively flat course. And uh, I, I was able to get out to the trail, get a few practice runs in on it. It was nice to see some of the trail, but I'm definitely excited to see the whole thing because it's a point to point race. So it'll be the whole race on that trail. So, I mean, speaking from just a tiny bit of experience i've done across the years which across the years has this giant climb of five feet it's in arizona super flat and you just go around this little loop over and over over and over Mm -hmm. um i think i did 70 miles before pulling the plug and don't be fooled by the fact that it's flat and runnable because you do have to like mix up your muscles and like mix up your cadence. And I mean, I I've been warned by even Dean Carnassus, I, I think on an early episode, like you, you got to mix up the muscles because those flat races can be equally as challenging as any other race. Oh, absolutely. And it's still like the deep woods of New Jersey. So even though like over the 55 miles, I think it's less than a thousand feet of climbing but it's still like the deep wood. So you got some rocks here and there. You got some roots. I mean, the few times I've run it, it's also the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, which is where like, you know, the New Jersey devil folklore comes in. And some of the training runs I've been out on this trail, there's been some creepy stuff. There was like a big, dirty puddle of mud and in it was just a decapitated baby doll. I found a golf club with a wig sewn onto the top of it. There's been some real creepy, like, birthday balloons just scattered throughout the trail. It's like, I'm actually very excited to be running with other people on this trail because it's been creepy every time I've gone out alone. I mean, how do you know that one of the people out running with you, you know, wasn't D. 
decapitating <laughs> baby dolls. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it might be one of your listeners because, like, last time I did this podcast with you, like, about three or four people reached out to me and said they were actually running this race as well. So I'm going to meet a few of them tomorrow. Maybe one of them is the baby decapitator. Watch out for that one. They'll probably have the head of a baby doll. Just guessing. <laughs> Just guessing they won't have the body. Uh, um, a hell of a race day outfit. That or a bunch of balloons in their pockets or something weird. Or golf clubs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what, what questions do you have for me? I wanted to throw the opportunity out. I'm not an expert, but I have been dumb enough to do like 30 of these um, ultras at this point. Like, if you have questions, last minute kind of race questions, happy to answer those. Besides that, I mean, I want to hear just more about like what you're thinking and got to hear a joke or two as well. (laughs) So the thinking's all over the place right now for the race. I mean, I'm currently going through that. It's going to be, I'm going through that debacle of like, do you do just the handheld or the the water packed water vest? And I've actually kind of started to plan it out looking at the aid stations because like uh, I'm going to have some people out there to help me crew. But from mile nine to 33, there's no crew access. So at that point, I'm going to probably, I'm going to go a handheld for the first nine miles. At mile nine, I'm going to swap to the water vest because I'm going to be alone, you know, for nine to 33, basically. Like it. So then go to that and then maybe at the end uh put on uh the take the handheld again i'm also thinking about switching shoes on this one because it's a relatively flat course i'm thinking of going trail shoes for the first uh few miles see how it how it feels i get i've been switching to hoka clifton's lately and i really like the way i run in them and it's actually helped the ankle a lot in the injury compared to how the speed goats the speed goats are a little clunky and way down the ankle for me but i, I do plan on starting in the speed goats and i think finishing in the Clifton Eights, because there's a part of me that wants to try to bring it home relatively quick, because I've been able to get a lot faster in this training block. Nice. No, I mean, it's so cliche, but nothing new on race day. Don't wear the race shirt during the race. Uh, remember, you, you can chafe, so, like, cover those nips oh, yeah, I, I got, and, I got, and all that I, good I always, stuff. I tape the nipples. I'm old school. I, just, I, I used to use the Band-Aids, but now I just put tape over the nipples. But the problem with that is I'm a hairy dude. So now, like, even when I shower a lot, I just have, like, chunks of tape in the hair around my nipple. It's not a good look. My girlfriend hates it. <laughs> um, I mean, that that sounds like an interesting segue to, like, a, a stand-up joke. But, I mean, seriously, do you have do you have any any other questions at all? Like, I'm... So happy, they say, uh, this, I read this online. This is like you said, nothing new on race day, but there's going to be some new stuff because I, I mean, tailwind is what I used on the last race. So I'm using that again on this one. So I know what to expect, but goos do not do well by me at all. I don't do well with any type of goo. Uh, I have what I used in the first race was the energy beans. I love those things. Those do well for me. I, I handle them well, but I was reading online that they say if your stomach can't handle goos, starbursts are a good other alternative so i went out and bought a big pack of starbursts i'm like hey that might be a good reward 35 miles in maybe take a handful of starbursts totally yeah sugar sugar towards the end as long as you're like hydrated you didn't almost freeze to death and like shut off all your vital organs like if the blood flow to your stomach's going you can you can ride sugar flow but you're playing with fire so like 
So definitely towards the end. Yeah, yeah, like last 10, 15, which can be a big pick-me-up. And same with caffeine, like save some caffeine for that last like 20 and also save like really good music. That that playlist for your last like 10, 15, save it, kind of deprive yourself a little bit. But yeah, if you're hitting sugar from like the start line, you just got to be careful I mean, it can turn into a, a run one mile, run into the bushes, run one mile, run into the bushes. Like you don't no No one wants that. Yeah, I don't think I mean, I guess there's some sugar in cliff bars. But for me, that's what I use in training. I, I My stomach handles cliff bars on the run pretty well. So like that's going to be the early mileage fuel and fruit. I do pretty well with like apples and bananas and stuff. Just that pay attention to hydration because hydration controls your stomach. So like if you're if you get dehydrated, then you can't eat, then you're bonking, then you're trying to like get it together. You're putting food in, you're either throwing up or you're in the bushes. Like it just it'll be a much more enjoyable experience if you're like sipping on your electrolytes, paying attention and and going that way, but nothing new. To see what mileage usually work the tailwind in. Like I like starting with water for like a, a quite a few miles. I I use something different that has like almost no sugar. It's called perpetuum, but I mean it's almost the same thing. If you're burning calories, uh, you know I've I've heard people have success with both. Um, I start personally with perpetuum from like the start gun. And just sip on it slowly. Like the whole idea is trickle these calories in. You can't make it up. Like you can't just like sit down and eat 3,500 calories and like, (laughs) oh, I'm good. Like I made up for it because your body will not be able to handle that. Maybe it used to 175 pounds ago, but not anymore. Real good at that. Not anymore. Trickle the calories slowly in. All right, so maybe uh, maybe I'll do the water vest from the start, and then I'll do uh, electrolytes in the handheld, which is what I did in the first race. So I always had water in the pack, and then the handheld was always electrolytes. It's, I mean, it's good to get your body burning fat first. Remind it, like, hey, we know you can burn carbs like all the time, but like, here's a little bit of fat for you, so like, it optimizes your metabolism a little bit. All right. Yeah, that's that that's been the big one. I mean, obviously, since it's only the second ultra, like fueling and food is kind of what the big question mark is for me. But like body wise, everything's been on point. I mean, I've really had no complaints in the training, uh, especially the last few weeks where I switched as much as I love the harder trails around me in New Jersey. I knew this race was more flat. So I was like, why am I still going out onto hard trails and throwing myself around a bit when I could risk injury and I just want to get to the start line. And also I started seeing snakes on the trail that was my favorite trail. So that was kind of a sign to like back away. Yeah. Yeah. Real or imagine it's time to like, (laughs) it was a real one. I had never seen a real one before. It was one of those classic things where like you, I started thinking in my head, I was like, wonder what would happen if I saw a snake. And then maybe like 10 steps later, there was a timber rattlesnake, which is like one of two of New Jersey's venomous snakes. No kidding. Coming out of like a trash can or something. No, it was in the middle of the (laughs) trail. It was in the (laughs) middle of the trail. Interesting. I thought it was a piece of wood and then it started to move and I was like, I'm Ethan Wayne, director of the John Wayne Cancer Foundation. And I'm Molly, the race director for the John Wayne Grit Series.
My father, John Wayne, asked my family and I to use his name to help find a cure for cancer. So we started the GRIT series. It's a series of 5Ks, 10Ks, and half marathons that take place in the most beautiful and rugged landscapes across the Southwest, including places where John Wayne shot some of his most famous movies. That's right. And all the race proceeds go towards cancer research and prevention programs. We're asking you to join us and bring your courage, strength, and grit to the fight against cancer. For more information on a race near you, visit us at johnwayne.org. That's johnwayne.org. Stay dusty. Big thank you to Exoskin. So they have a new t-shirt. It's 100% cotton, two colors, black and neon green with white logo on the front. And a hashtag show us your skin and at Exoskin USA on the back. They are $26.50 each without a discount available, but still just really appreciate their support. So check out the show links um, for that link to Exoskin. Also, big thank you to Tannery Outdoors. If you're interested, use uh, the promo code ULTRA10 for 10% off. But this is just a great company. You know, it's designed for runners by runners. Uh, the founder is an ultra runner. And it's an all-natural mineral-based product, which in this era of, of sunscreen recalls and everything taking place there, it's just comforting knowing um, this, this is a, a good, honest company. And um, it, it cares about the ultra-running community. It cares about the trails and... In the national parks and state parks, I think 1% of their sales goes back into the park systems. And they they definitely support, you know, some really great ultra runners and ultra running podcasts. Well, that's not wood. I mean, set the stage here. Like, is this course repeat at all? Or is this a giant loop? Can you smell no, no, the whiff the... of New Jersey? Like, or is it like out far <laughs> enough? It's out far enough into, it's in a part called the Pine Barren, so they call it the Pineys, which is like a derogatory term for the people who live there. But it's actually a full point to point, so no repeating. It's a 52 and a half mile trail. It's Batona, it's called, which stands for Back to Nature, like a group of hikers made this trail in the 70s, I think, because they wanted to encourage people to get on it more. Cool. And uh, then the last, I think, mile and a half or two, they put you on the road, and then it rounds out at about 55 miles. Nice. Nice. That, that sounds ideal, honestly. Yeah, the first race I did was a loop, so this one is exciting to mix it up. And I actually have another, I actually have my first mountain ultra on the books for March as well, which that one I'm very excited for as well. That's called the Mount Tammany 10, which is out here in New Jersey. We basically have one decent mountain called Mount Tammany, and you have to do, it's about a four-mile loop with 1,200 feet of climbing, and you have to do that 10 times in 10 hours, so you get about 12,000 feet of climbing, 40 miles Oh, so man. like I, I'm definitely bitten by the bug because I, I would like to get in a hundred uh, done in 2022. So I'm like that'll be a really good prerequisite getting this 55 in, then getting all that climbing in in March, and then hopefully, you know, that summer of 2022 sign up for. Uh, I have my eyes on a few different ones. Which which ones? Just out of curiosity. There's this one that apparently came back in. Uh, upstate-ish New York recently called the Virgil Crest 100. But from of some of the local ultra runners that I've talked to, they're like, we would not advise that as your first <laughs> ultra. I mean, I looked at, it came back this year, 
and I looked at the uh, ultra sign up for it this year, and there was more DNFs than finishes. I mean, if you can get in the car and drive a while and talk your girlfriend into it, Burning River is a good one. I have done that. Uh, is that in Ohio? Yeah. I've also been looking at the Mohican 100 in Ohio. Mohican's a little harder, um, but that's a great one. That that will really challenge you, and you'll feel... Again, I, I've done the 50-miler there, and then I signed up for the Burning River 100 and dropped at the 50-mile mark because... They gave you the option, like, hey, you want to, you can stop at 50 and we'll just change your registration. I was like, uh, you know, less than a year in. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds great. I just smashed my toe and basically broke it. Um, That's nice of them to still give you the finish. I feel like a lot of these races don't allow that. Yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, I'm like, that's kind of unfair to me, honestly, <laughs> like novice guy. I, I needed a DNF. I didn't need a, a medal there. but <laughs> you, you needed the lesson. Totally, totally. Um, so how's, how is uh, rent money going? This is, ah, rent this is money. your that's, tour, right? That's mini my, tour? No, me and my girlfriend, uh, we have, uh, she's also a comedian. We run a monthly show at The Stand in New York City, which is kind of like my home club, if you will. I know some runners have their home trail. This is my home club. So this is where I perform at, you know, every week, you know, probably about 15, 20 shows a month. And uh, it's been going well, you know, and we actually I just moved into her place. Well, now our place, I guess we uh, when we first started dating, she had a three bedroom apartment in Queens and they had two roommates, one of which it was her apartment. And we got both of those roommates out. And it's all ours now. So I finally, you know, we got our own three-bedroom apartment in Astoria, Queens, which is kind of nice. Living uh, it up. Living it up. It's nice. Rent stabilized, which is very good for a comedian because we don't make a lot of money. And uh, it's it's just good to feel like I, I do worry, though, because city running and ultra running are obviously a lot different because I like practice. I like getting miles in on the trails and the streets of New York are a little bit different, but it gives you that same exhilarating feeling when you run in the street and cars really don't care about you. So like you get to weave in and out of traffic and you kind of get that <laughs> excitement. I've had many cars not give two shits about me and just drive real close. Some of them will yell. I mean, I worked, I worked, uh, in Manhattan, lived on the upper West side, tiny one bedroom, uh, one bath. That it was just like a solo gig one summer, and I'd walk across Central Park. Of course, I get subway like every day because a foot long <laughs> chips and a drink was like so cheap for for New York City standards. Um, I was totally out of shape. This was like oh seven, but man, you can you can run in Central Park. Have you been out there at all? beautiful so, uh, area I, it's kind of i know that's ways like from queens, running but. yeah it's a little ways from queens that's like the running central of new york though i mean that's where like every runner goes i guess like i'd have to get i have my car so what my plan is is to get up early and just drive out to the trails in new jersey get in the run early come back home uh but yeah i would like to start putting in some time in central park and kind of just get acclimated to the new york running scene there's like some really talented running groups out here there's one group that i have my eyes on called uh Oh man, I, I'm blanking on their. Oh, Bridge Street, I think they're called, cool. or uh, some. Or they run basically through traffic, and a few of those runners <laughs> have reached out to me and asked me like, "Hey, we we would love you to come 
uh, run with us, or Orchard Street, I'm sorry, Orchard Street Runners, OSR. But I look at some of their times on Strava, and these guys are like, you know, they're borderline elite some of the times. They're all running like 10 miles at sub-7 pace, and I'm like, I maybe if I put the Alpha Flies on, I could do it. <laughs> which i my buddy was nice enough to gift me a pair dude those are heaven running through new york i mean sure you say you sound like a clydesdale and literally people on the street turn their heads like what the <laughs> hell is coming but that makes you feel like uh that makes you feel like an olympian i mean i'm looking down at my watch and i'm like holy crap look at this pace man you're gonna be a professional one day like it's, it's watch like, out it's kipchoge <laughs> really that's what i feel like man and i i'm, oh, I'm running with and they really are so loud, but I've taken them up like a few hills, and I guess I don't have the best form, or I had I've worked a lot on form recently, so like I used to take those out on not great terrain with bad form, so like the back of my alpha flies have a rip in them, <laughs> so I know one of these runs, I'm going to be booking it, and the whole shoe's just, just going to give out. <laughs> but I'm going to take it until they fall off. I mean, I love these shoes so much, just that, that how good they make. People comment on Strava, like, great run, man. That's some impressive times, and I feel like such a fraud because I'm like, no, it's the Alpha Flies. <laughs> hey, have your friends send me a pair. If I get into bad water, it sounds ideal. Um, right? Those are. Uh, hopefully but, they don't melt. <laughs> as long, yeah. But yeah, promise me one thing. If they rip in half, if one of those shoes one day, can you just live stream and record that? Like, I, I just have to live that moment with you. Me laying in the middle of the street in New York <laughs> trying to get traffic away from me with a busted ankle and half an alpha fly on my foot. I I mean, all the cabs honking at you, just like, you know, the, the news chopper, like, overhead, like, oh, we got a 15-minute delay. Dan Lamore oh, ripped they, his shoe in half. <laughs> like, <laughs> Those cab drivers honk at you, man, when you're running. Because, like, I've learned to just blow through the stoplight and put your hands up and hope the car stops, which isn't the best method, but I've seen other runners do it. And I'm like, if it works for them, it'll work for me. And there's a few times where cars are like, it, it's like a bull charging at you. And you're like, which one of us is going to give it first? So last, I got one or two quick ones here. What if you hit it Netflix big, you know, Chappelle style in you buy a place what what happens to rent money does it become mortgage money or do you just buy the place outright <laughs> yeah we'll see if it's still going at that mortgage money i mortgage like mortgage money not. in a few years when you have a few kids you know <laughs> or maybe if i have all the money and i don't it's not an issue we just pick one audience member to give uh the the profit of the show to it's not like the show makes a lot of money i'll tell you that we don't we don't even make rent off one show but that that would be sweet I mean, but I am in no position to be doing this. Is I'm 26. I'm still a youngin, but this is my first time like fully out of the house. There have been times here and there when I've like subletted places in Los Angeles and had to go out. But I w I originally had an apartment in the beginning of the pandemic set up, and then I lost obviously a bunch of work uh, and I couldn't really afford the place, so I stayed at home. So like this is my first full time out of the house. So. Uh, I've saved up money for the past few years, and I'm excited to watch it just deplete rapidly in New York. <laughs> yeah, inflation, man. It's getting bad. I mean, I appreciate your time. I'm going to end with maybe a convoluted statement, two-part question, slash, like, throw out a firework. I can't, I can't trick you. You're a stand-up in New York City. 
Okay, so I wanted to add really quick, I'm thankful that you're feeling healthy because I know like the week after uh, we recorded our episode for the Train for Ultra podcast, you got stupid sick, you thought you had Delta, it turned out you just, your immune system wasn't used to like getting sick, so I'm like really happy that you're good on that front. I'm still convinced. I mean, I got tested three times for COVID. I'm shocked it wasn't. I had felt like I got hit by a train. I don't know. What, oh, it actually was ear problems. I had some. I have some crazy stuff that goes on with my right ear. I mean, you you had COVID prior. Yeah, I had COVID once and then at least. You're like, this is way worse than COVID. And I was like, oh shit! Like Dan got Delta or whatever variant. Um, and it never tested positive, which is crazy. Three separate tests, never tested that's, positive. That's just weird. Favorite comedian, who are you enjoying right now? Who's on their game? Who's your favorite runner right now? Who's on their game? We'll end it. That's it. Uh, favorite comedian right now who's alive? I mean, Nate Bargetsy, I feel like. I love him so much. He's just got... I, I'm a big fan of like silly jokes that just kind of make everyone happy. And he's such a pro that you'll watch a special of his, and most people don't even realize he's a clean comedian because he's so funny. It's not even he's a scared. thought in their head. I mean, he doesn't curse at all. Every The word economy is great. His observations are good. He, he, he himself as a character and just like his personality is pretty incredible. It's hard for me to think of someone who I enjoy more. or like one of My, my wife's favorite, buddies. honestly. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. My buddy right now, uh, Ronnie Chang, is blowing up, and uh, he's a really great dude that I've had the pleasure to become friends with through the years, and has helped me out when I needed it. And uh, he has a great Netflix special, and he's you know he's on the Daily Show, all that stuff. He's another dude. Who he, he just sold out the Beacon, I believe, for the New York Comedy Festival next week. Are so you, he's are another you guy. Are you going to be on the Daily incredible. Show or anything? Like what was that? Are Are you going to be on the Daily Show anytime soon? What's going on? Maybe one day. You know, I'm in the <laughs> maybe I have, one day. Uh, I have a uh, work in my first late night set, uh, so just trying to get that ironed out to feel uh, get that five minutes on TV. It, it was, I almost did it on uh, the late show with James Corden before the pandemic. We had a set in the works, and then the pandemic came, and hit some him, of that material I grew out of. Hit him so back up, just, hit him back up, dude. You're oh well, like, yeah, we've been we've been speaking again for sure, and it's yeah. just me. It's just I want to find the material I want. There was a time where I really wanted to rush the first late night set. But my career, I'm really happy with where it's at. And it's like, if I could really manicure that set to where it's the five minutes I really want out there and not the five minutes they tell me I have to do, yeah. then I would love to be in that position to just be like, hey, here's the five minutes of jokes I'd love to show. Chappelle, did he go over the top? Did he like that? Well, I mean, what are your thoughts? Netflix supporting a lot of comedians. Netflix They're giving was, them freedom, uh, yeah. it seems like, but... There was a lot of freedom in that. I mean, uh, I feel, I guess the most politically correct answer I could say is I liked a lot of his old stuff better. There you go. I, I don't know if I really was laughing out loud a ton during this last special. Who's who's your favorite runner or who who in your head is crushing it right now? So, I mean, the two answers would be to pump myself up for the race. I just finally brought uh, Eat and Run and read that. So, obviously, Hell he's yeah. not currently crushing it because he's in the tail end of his career. But I feel like, so Jarek's book, reading that man has pumped me up for the race to no end. It has me thinking like, do I want to just finish this or do I really want to put the foot down and see how fast I could run this, see if I have it in me to do it. 
But it, it's hard if we're talking about runners who's crushing it. Like, how could we not say Harvey Lewis after Big's oh backyard? Oh, my God. You know, it's so well-deserved. He's the nicest pe- person I've ever met. He's like, he's invited me in Cincinnati to go run, like, uh, the Cincinnati Marathon, uh, whatever, the pig, the, the pig marathon with him. Like, anytime I'm in Cincinnati, he's, like, invited me over to his house, basically. Like, nicest guy in the world deserves it all. Like, And he's like a teacher, right? He was out teaching, like, two days after that. And he's a streak runner. I heard he was out running the next day. He is, yeah. That nice to me dude. is just yeah. next level. That that whole Big's backyard was just I felt like that was really an insight as to what the sport possibly can continue to grow to be. Like if that was this year, who knows what keeps happening? And the dude who got hurt, I mean, I'm not gonna even try to, you know, botch his name, but like <laughs> he fell, right, and yeah. knocked himself unconscious and then still got up to go run. And barely missed the, and like just missed it by like 10 seconds. That to me, I mean, he's, I could see him coming back next year. Like he was looking strong the whole time. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you, Dan. I mean, truly, I mean, your insights in this niche world of ultra running, this niche world of stand up comedians, I love it. Best of luck at your race. If you have any other questions, just message me i will try to help as best as possible and uh where can we follow you on social media you got 20 seconds uh well one thank you for always being a, a, a like a great voice that someone i could reach out to and you're always so helpful and uh it's always at dan lamort on twitter instagram all that stuff people can reach out to me wherever last time i did it, a lot of people contacted me and you know we're gonna run some miles together with some of them oh, at yeah. the race this weekend so it'll be exciting help this guy out he needs rent money <laughs> if you're in new Especially york check his show out signing up for man I, I need race money he needs race money <laughs> and and this was a short 30 minutes with dan lamore thank you so much for joining me quick and hard thank you and that was episode 195 i hope you guys enjoyed it big thank you to dan for so much of his time big thank you to show sponsors exoskin tanry outdoors in the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, their Grit series. Big shout out to you Patreon supporters. Give me feedback. Let me know what you liked, what you don't like about the quicker episodes. We're going to have a few longer episodes that have already been recorded. So just really appreciate you guys. Don't forget to enjoy your training. See you soon. Yeah, I know it and I-